TubeCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the McKeesport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a nonprofit corporation. I'm Jason Toger, the executive director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monoc area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. Fire service, whether it's a volunteer company or a paid company, is often the first responders to many emergencies, including many medical emergencies. Our guest this morning is Jeff Tomasic. He's the chief of the McKeesport Fire Department, which is uh, one of a relative handful of professional paid uh, fire departments in Allegheny County. Good morning, Chief. Good morning. Um, I, I said professional, but that's really not nice because the volunteers in many cases are professionals too. They're just not full-time firefighters. That is correct. Yeah. Pro- professional by definition, you collect a paycheck, but uh, professional, I believe, is more of an attitude and a way to, to approach the job. And I think that has evolved a lot over the years, and we can talk about that in a minute. But first, tell us about uh, your department in the city of McKeesport. Well, the city of McKeesport is very fortunate to have a uh, career fire department, as you said, one of very few in Allegheny County. Uh, currently, we're staffed with 20 full-time firefighters, 12 part-time firefighters, myself and one city electrician, Tom Rosso. Uh, we work four platoons or crews who work 24 hours on and have 72 hours off. And uh, typically we have a staffing of about six firefighters on per day. And you have two different stations. You have one downtown? Correct. And one in Renzi Park. Okay. Um, about how many calls do you guys handle a year? Well, on average, we've been around 1,300, but we're actually up closer to 1,500 this year. It's It's been a bit busier. Is that weather related? I really can't pinpoint uh the increase i mean it's just everything everything's up i wouldn't say anything in particular like weather uh or or anything like that it's just it's been a busier year i was just wondering if there had been a lot of calls for service because we had a very wet and stormy uh weather and, and that doesn't seem so far to have any showing any signs of letting up no it doesn't no, okay not at all but uh, i think last year we were actually busier with weather related calls okay than we are this year okay so jeff Tomasic is chief of the mckeesport fire department they are one of a relative handful ha- handful of uh paid fire departments in allegheny county most of them are volunteers um chief if there's people if people want to get in touch with you do you guys have a website do they go to the city's website how would they find out more information they can go to the city's website it's www.mckeesport-pa.gov okay and under public safety they can choose the fire department and there is a form for contact us which will send the email to myself and administrative assistant to the mayor jennifer Vertolo. okay um we're going to talk a little bit later on because it's the time of the year uh that we see Unfortunately, I think a lot of house fires related to Christmas trees, to candles, to chimneys, fireplaces, people building fire fire pits. Um, I even saw a video, I think you may have shared it online, of uh, somebody with a, a deep-fried turkey yes. accident. Yes, Okay. So Tis the season. Tis the season, uh, sadly. So let's we'll talk about that a little bit later on in the program. So if you'd like some tips and some information about that, stay tuned for that. But let me ask you first, what was your career path? Into the fire service. When did you decide you wanted to be a firefighter? Well, I grew up in a family of police officers. Four generations, in fact. Uh, my uncle was a detective here in the city of McKeesport. Uh, my father and my grandfather were both the chiefs of police in Port View. Uh, I have cousins who are police officers out in Texas. Uh, I want to say a great-great-grandfather was an officer as well. And that was kind of always my life's path. That was what I wanted to do. You know, other kids grew up playing with fire trucks. I grew up playing with police cars. Sure. So that, that was where I wanted to go. Um, 
So when I got a little bit older and I got out of high school, I came to the realization that the police academy was pretty expensive. And it just wasn't wasn't there for me. So I went into the volunteer fire service, which my father was also a volunteer firefighter. You started in Port Vigilant House Company. I did. Uh-huh. Uh, and I started there. And uh, the training for the volunteers is doesn't cost anything. Uh, so it was a no-brainer. So I started taking the training. Then I got into EMS. I got my EMT certification. And I worked full-time in EMS for eight years before getting hired here in the city of McKeesport for the career fire department. Okay. What is it? What is the training path for? Because I, I know a lot of the volunteer companies, and, and let me let me pause right there for just a second. Jeff Tomasek is uh, chief of the McKeesport Fire Department, and uh, we're talking about uh, firefighting as a career and also about what the McKeesport uh, Fire Department in particular does. Do you have an idea of how many paid departments there are in Allegheny County? The number of paid departments actually has decreased as the city of Pittsburgh has annexed Wilkinsburg Fire Department. Okay, uh, they were one one of the few. Uh, so I want to say there's around five okay. right now. But there are a number of combination departments where professional staff or paid staff augments the volunteer response, uh, which works out rather well in some of the communities that they're in. So often you have somebody who is a driver who drives the, the truck and the firefighters come to the station, for instance. Well, we're seeing that more often, yes. Okay. And then you have the borough of Swissville, which typically has five to six firefighters paid staff on per day, as well as they have volunteers. Okay. Okay. Um, what are the advantages, especially to a, an older city, a city like McKeesport, <clears throat> that has a lot of older buildings and they're very densely packed close together yeah the close proximities it it's uh it's pretty incredible here in the city and i'm sure anybody listening knows that uh, you're familiar with mckeesport my neighbor's house is about 20 inches from mine yeah so when she's in the kitchen making dinner i can hear her she lights up a cigarette i can smell it <laughs> so do you pack can you pass food back and forth if it's sugar i wish you know what if she would put a window in that would be fantastic because she's an excellent cook <laughs> but the older buildings here in the city the construction uh the, the response time is is crucial in, in a city like this, we have to get a truck on scene with personnel as fast as possible. And typically for us, that's right around four minutes from either station to anywhere in the city uh, in the case of an emergency. So getting there early, getting water on the fire, getting the crews to work is is important. And having the career department here in the city of McKeesport is just it, I can't say how beneficial it is for the citizens. It really is. It's priceless. You have some senior citizen high rises and some public housing high rises, too that you you have to handle as well correct yes we do and fortunate for us the type of construction that they are they're they're rather they're pretty safe um compartmentalized the apartments if anything's going to burn it's going to be in the apartment they're mostly cement or concrete yes, or brick correct you're not going to okay. see it extend to any of the above or neighboring uh apartments but the biggest worry there would be smoke okay Okay. Well, we're talking with Jeff Tomasek from the uh, McKeesport Fire Department. You can reach him through the city's website, which is McKeesport-PA.gov. Later on in the half hour, we're going to talk a little bit of fire safety uh, around the holidays. And probably also you can give a pitch for uh, smoke detectors. I could definitely do that. Because I know that's uh, I know that's a, been a concern of yours and of the mayor of McKeesport and a lot of other people um, about smoke detectors. It certainly is. certainly is. What's your complement of equipment? What kind of equipment do you guys roll with now? Well, I, I will say this. The administration has certainly committed itself to the fire safety uh, in the city of McKeesport, not only for the citizens, but for the firefighters as well. Uh, recently, in 2016, uh, with the use of uh, some federal money, we were able to obtain a new pumper or what we refer to as an engine, which is stationed at the Renzi station, and a new aerial truck for downtown. So, And an aerial truck, good. that's the thing with it's got the big thing on the top that you can spray water? Yep. Okay. giant. It's like a big old squirt gun. Like a big crane, <laughs> basically. Yes, but we, we have a 78-foot ladder. Okay. 
Uh, and we also have a reserve ladder truck now. We kept the old one, which is a 75-foot ladder. Okay. And they both have elevated master streams, which we can flow 400 gallons a minute out of the monitors. Does, does someone go down to Jim Shorkey or Kenny Ross or Cochran and just buy a fire truck? Back in the day, yeah. Back in the day, they would have. Yeah. I, I'll tell you a funny story. Back in the day, the traffic inspector used to order the fire trucks for the fire department. Okay, they had a catalog from Mac, and it was pretty much cookie cutter trucks. And you opened it up, and he just went through and was like, "I'll take one of those and take one of those." Like the old Sears catalog or Montgomery Ward in the exactly. day, just go through and pick. Okay, I want, exactly. I want one of those in red. I want one of those in with your port view. You want it in blue, blue, right? Yeah, yeah okay. Grapeville and Westmoreland County. You want it in purple, purple. Yeah, so, sure. But uh, no, so it's it's pretty pretty advanced now uh, there's a lot of standards on fire trucks from the national fire protection association uh that they have to meet so it's really become a pretty big business i'm not saying it wasn't a big business back then but it's we're looking upwards now of you know maybe a million dollars for a truck wow so but then that takes some time so you know the real benefit for these last two trucks is we had a committee with some very experienced members in the department and we were able to sit down with the uh, vendor and it probably took close to six months to come up with the final spec for a truck uh, and then it went out well in well this was previous to the vendor then it went out to bid uh, when the bid was awarded then we came in the vendor came in and we fine-tuned that spec so we really have trucks that are custom for the city of McKeesport to do exactly what we need them to do they carry the equipment we need uh, you know, that we have some restrictions on length. You know, there's some very tight, yeah, tight streets sure. in the city. Uh, so our ladder truck is about 38 feet long, and we cut about two feet off the previous truck. Okay. So it's, it's very maneuverable. Uh, we will be back here in 30 seconds on Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 and 101.1 WZUM, the Pittsburgh Jazz Channel, Internet Radio, WMCK.FM, and TubeCityOnline.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to Two Rivers, 30 Minutes. Support comes from the readers of TubeCityOnline.com and the Tube City Almanac, and we thank them for their support. If you'd like to contribute, please visit our website, call us at 412-614-9659, or email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com. Welcome back. Our guest this morning is Jeff Tomasic. He is the chief of the McKeesport Fire Department. We're talking about uh, career paths into the fire service. Uh, when we took the break, we were talking about the equipment, but um, we kind of got a little bit sidetracked there because I started to ask you about the training. You mentioned that your career path to become a full-time firefighter was through the volunteer fire service, in your case in Portview, the Vigilant Hose Company. How different is the training for a volunteer versus a full-time well, for a city like McKeesport, the training is going to be very similar. Okay. So when we hire right now, we accept the training uh, from from the volunteer side, which is what I had. It was the essentials of firefighting. Uh, I was taken to North Park Fire Academy. Uh, some of it was done locally. And, and there's a hodgepodge of training that comes after that. But that's that's your basics. And how, how many hours is that or how many days is that? How, is, how do they measure it? Well, it was only 96 hours when I took it. And I'm pretty sure it's up closer to 200 at the moment. Wow. They just keep adding on. In it's not a bad thing. No, I mean, this is no. a, this is a dangerous job. So yeah. you really have to know what you're doing. Um, but that's a time commitment for somebody. Uh, it really is. It really is. And uh, the benefits of a uh, city like Pittsburgh, they have their own fire training academy. And we, I have personally known a few cadets that have gone through, uh, or I want to say the probationary members for the city for the city of Pittsburgh Bureau of Fire. And uh, I want to say they're up to about eight months. Okay. Monday through Friday, full time training. They are getting paid for that, though. They are getting paid for that, Whereas yes. Whereas if you're a volunteer you're and not, you're doing the 200 hours at the North Park Fire Academy, 
yeah, you're you're not getting anything. Okay. No. Um, I think for our listeners in Westmoreland, do they still do training at Westmoreland County Community College? They do. Okay. Yes, they sure do. So for people who are in Ross Traver, North Huntington, Swickley Township, that kind of area, they'd be at WCCC.Youngwood. Yes. Yes. Which is a very, very good academy out there. Very good uh, fire training ground. What kind of skills are you learning? I'm, I'm assuming, first of all, personal protection. That's the basics. You got to learn how to put the equipment on. You have to learn what the equipment does. Uh, if, if you're not familiar with how it functions, uh, how can you possibly put a SCBA on and go into a fire? If Which it, is the air, the air tanks, self, the breathing self, tanks. Correct, self-contained breathing apparatus. Okay. So, uh, yeah, you really learn the basics. You learn from the bottom up. You, I mean, you just have to learn how everything functions, what it does. Uh, and it's... Uh, I mean, like I said, you, you can't have enough training in this, this line of work. Well, most of us, when we see a fire, we back away from it. You guys run into them. Typically, yes. <laughs> Depending on the severity of the okay. fire. Okay. And there's some fires we don't go into yeah. right off the bat, you know, because we obviously have to worry about ourselves. You know, we're not going to go running into a house that has fire showing and from every single down. floor. Yeah, or yeah. falling through a floor. Um, so, yeah, I mean, in, in that, that's another aspect of training. Uh, as a command officer, you have to be able to make those decisions of what is safe to send my firefighters into. So, I mean, it really never stops the training. Jeff Tomasic is a chief of the McKeesport. I keep calling it McKeesport Fire Department, but I see on your shirt it says Bureau. So, yeah, third class city, third class city rules or uh, regulations in Pennsylvania defines the police and the fire departments as bureaus. Okay. So... The old school name is the McKeesport Fire Bureau. Okay. The more modern one is the McKeesport Fire, Fire Department. Department. Okay. Good thing is we answer to both. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Uh, just, 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 they, you answer, just call and, and it doesn't matter what you call it. If you need them, they'll come. You just, hey, hey, firefighters. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Jeff Tomasic is chief of the McKeesport Fire Bureau or Fire Department, however you want to, want to mention it. Now, you said, mentioned that you started out working as a emergency medical technician. Yes. For eight years, I think you said you worked in the EMS services. Yes, I worked for a variety of uh, services. I started at Elizabeth Township, uh -huh. and then I went to North for Sales Fire Department, where I it was actually both. It was fire and EMS, mm -hmm. but mostly EMS. Mm -hmm. And then I ended uh, my EMS at Prism EMS in West Mifflin, which is no longer there. Unfortunately, yeah. I think Baldwin now answers their calls yes. in West Mifflin. How many firefighters are most firefighters now trained in, in basic life-saving techniques? Or? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So all, all of our firefighters in the city of McKeesport, we all have CPR certifications, first responder certifications. So, And we carry basic medical equipment on the trucks. So we're not going to carry anything on the trucks that the firefighters don't know how to use. That would just not be – that wouldn't be good. That could be dangerous. We don't want to harm anybody. Right. So, yeah, most of our firefighters – well, I will say all of our firefighters are trained in basic first aid. Okay. I mean, because – in many cases, I think in the city here, um, as well as most of the surrounding boroughs and townships, the, uh, with a medical emergency, oftentimes the fire department also rolls. We're, we're a bit different here in the city of McKeesport. Okay. Uh, we, and they call that first responder. Mm -hmm. And we actually do not provide first responder okay. services to the city. Okay. Um, it would be it's something that I would like to explore. We do have a very busy EMS service mm -hmm. that seems to yearly be adding more territory onto their response area. Mm -hmm. So that's something I think that uh, we could explore and that we could certainly provide a better service to the residents of the city if we were to take that on. Okay. I wasn't meaning to imply that the that the ambulance service was not also very busy, but just that it, it often seems if I see a vehicle accident, for instance, that among the first... Yes, fire department. Fire department, Absolutely. police, uh, EMS. We had an accident actually just in, near the studio here over the weekend. And, you know, all three kind of converged at the same time. Um, 
what is the advantage of having the the firefighter there as well as the the ambulance there? Uh, well, for the most part, I would say that we respond to the accidents to deal with uh, possibly if there's anybody entrapped in a vehicle. That's something that we would fluids do. Fluids spilled on the street. Exactly. Fluids, yeah. debris okay. on the roadway. Uh, but as well as that, we are able to assist EMS with extricating patients yeah. and treatment if possible. And there's been numerous times where if the patient is critical enough that a firefighter might drive the ambulance to the hospital or to a landing zone if necessary. I was just about to say, because um, if, if you're flying someone to one of the trauma hospitals in Pittsburgh, you guys also set up, and I think this is also typical of the volunteers as well, you set up the landing zone for the helicopter to come down. That is correct. Okay. And we, uh, we've definitely seen a higher number of landing zones in the recent years. Uh, as we do provide the primary landing zone for UPMC McKeesport okay. uh, on Industry Road and RIDC. Okay. So anything coming out of the hospital that may be critical that needs to go down to a, a downtown hospital or another hospital that specializes, they're going to land a helicopter on in RIDC, and of course, you know, we have to be there. And and as we because as we know in in the Pittsburgh area, you cannot get there from here quickly. That, that is so true. <laughs> so if time is if time is critical, you're trying to get someone to a, a burn unit or a trauma unit, uh, you're going to fly them. Yes. Yeah. We have another break coming up. Time goes very quickly uh, on this program always. Uh, before we take that break, though, it, we started out talking about the career path. Let's say someone's listening and they've got a son, daughter, niece, nephew, grandson, granddaughter who has expressed an interest. You you said you grew up playing with police cars, but I did. But but. Uh, <laughs> Drifted that you were the black sheep of the family and drifted into the fire service instead. Um, well, let's say that you've, they've got a son or daughter who's, or granddaughter who's playing with fire trucks, uh, who's, who's excited about the fire service. What would be the, the recommendations for them? Well, as you said, Allegheny County is chock full of volunteer fire departments. Mm -hmm. And surrounding the city, you know, we have a number of excellent fire departments, volunteer departments. So, you know, Borough of White Oak has two volunteer fire departments. Mm -hmm. Borough of Glassport uh, has an, an excellent, very busy fire department. Portview, Versailles, Liberty Borough, uh, North Versailles. The options are there. Yeah, uh, you go can get you can get your foot in the door, and which is really what I did. I got my foot in the door at Portview, got the training, and it kind of steamrolled, and here I am. So uh, the options there. You know, if they want to get into volunteering, they want to help their community. Uh, I know the departments could always use more members. You can get the free training, a lot of great life experience. So it, what what about uh, should should they be pursuing in high school? Uh, vocational or professional? Should they be considering an associate's degree, bachelor's degree? And if so, what kind of education should they be pursuing? It, it, it all depends on how far do you want to take yeah. your career in the fire service. Yeah. Um, you know, as, as I have a bachelor's degree. Mm -hmm. I'm pursuing a master's. Mm -hmm. I'm planning on, the, I mean, this is my career. Yeah. I'm going to retire yeah. from a key sport. I'm going to go work somewhere else. Yeah. Um, it, it certainly wouldn't hurt to have an associate's degree. And I will tell you this, if you volunteer, if you sign up to Volunteer a minimum of five years at a volunteer fire department in Allegheny County. You can take advantage of the fire vest. Through Which is what is fire vest? It's through Community College of Allegheny County. If you make that commitment to a volunteer department, you can get your associate's degree at one of the community college campuses for no cost. For a four-year commitment to the volunteer fire service? Five-year. Five-year. Okay. Five-year commitment, and you have to meet a couple uh, training standards along the way. But they're, they're really very minor. 
That sounds like a pretty good deal. Let's let's pause there and let's pick that back up. Also, when we come back, let's talk a little bit of fire safety before we uh, wrap up today, okay? Okay. Uh, Jeff Tomasic is chief of the McKeesport Fire Department or McKeesport Fire Bureau, depending on whether or not you're looking at the uh, third-class city code or not. Uh, and we're talking about his career path in the fire service. We're talking about his department. And uh, we're also going to be talking about some fire safety around the holidays here. We will be back in 30 seconds to wrap things up on Radio 81 WEDO. 1550 and 101.1 WZUM, the Pittsburgh Jazz channel internet radio wmck.fm and tubecityonline.com stay tuned we'll be right back you're listening to two rivers 30 minutes a production of tube city community media incorporated if you've got an idea for someone who you'd like us to interview or a question or comment you can find us on facebook and twitter at tube city online Welcome back. Our guest for a few more minutes is Jeff Tomasic. He is chief of the McKeesport Fire Department. It is a full-time uh, paid fire department serving the 19,000 to 20,000 people who live in the city of McKeesport. You can reach him uh, and get more information at mckeesport-pa.gov. That's the city's uh, website. And click on the fire department link, and there's a contact button uh, that you can email him. Um, before we took the break, you were mentioning the Fire Vest program, which if you volunteer for uh, the fire service in Allegheny County, uh, for a volunteer fire company, and you commit five years, you can get free tuition to one of the community college campuses. Correct, and that's for pretty much any, anything they have an associate's degree for. My wife actually takes advantage of it. We, we've, we've talked a lot about um, the, the difficulties in the training, for instance, but is it fun? I mean, is, is, is there a fun aspect? Obviously, something about it attracted you as a teenager to want to volunteer. It did. It did. And I've, I think for me, it was more of a family a family thing. Yeah. The family's, my family's always been in public safety. Yeah. Um, well, we've always been the blue collar, serve the community type, yeah. give back. Uh, so that, that's ultimately what drew me towards public service. Um, you know, the big red flashy fire truck with the sirens doesn't hurt. That's always fun when you're younger. Sure, sure. Uh, you know, it doesn't really draw me anymore. I still I like to look at fire trucks. They're nice. Yeah. But uh, riding on them in the sirens really doesn't do it for me anymore. I just, <laughs> I just, I just think they're too loud now. So. But I was thinking of the camaraderie of having to do a task as a team, as, as whether that is actually fighting a fire or responding to an emergency or fundraising or maintenance or just getting together and, and doing something with a group of friends. There is that aspect of the fire service. Yeah. Absolutely. This morning I was just having breakfast Yeah, uh, with the crew that yeah. was working. Uh, the volunteers, they're no different. Right. I see them on Facebook. They get together for their meals. Uh, and it really is a family. It, it, it certainly is. And their camaraderie, uh, we like to call it a brotherhood or a sisterhood. You yeah. know, it's just that's the person that you trust your life with. You have to be comfortable. You have to know that person. You get to know them. You get to know their family. Uh, holiday functions, you spend some time with them. So uh, it really is just an all-around great uh, career to, to be in, whether you're on the paid side or the volunteer side. Yeah, I, I didn't want people to get the impression that it was all drudgery because clearly you've <laughs> devoted your life to it, so it couldn't, it couldn't be all, all bad, right? It, it uh, At times it does get pretty monotonous. Well, uh, it is a job. But, yeah, it is. Correct. Yeah. Correct. I mean, I'm, we're not sitting on, sitting on a factory line somewhere assembling anything, so right. that's the upside. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it, even at times when, as you said, the drudgery occurs, you know, you sign up for it. That's what you're there for. You're out there to do it. Um, you might want to complain to yourself a little bit in your head, but then you just kind of got to suppress that because, again, that's what you sign up for. And you have to take the good with the bad and the highs and the lows. 
let's uh, talk for a few minutes here. Uh, we're, we're coming toward the end of the half hour. It is the holiday season. A lot of people, if they celebrate Christmas, have a Christmas tree up. A lot of those people have natural Christmas trees up. Um, they've got fire. They've got a fireplace. A lot of times, they've built a fire in the fireplace. Deep frying the turkeys has become a uh, thing over the last uh, maybe eight, ten years. What sort of risks uh, are people facing? around this time of year with fires? Well, you don't want to overcook the turkey in the deep fryer. Well, that's bad. I, I can tell you that. Okay. Uh, I think I might want some turkey after this interview, actually. There you go. But, uh, you know, what we see, I mean, it's unfortunate that around the holidays that we see a lot of fires, and most of them stem from cooking. We'll oh. see a lot of cooking fires. So not tree or candle fires. It's a lot of stovetop and oven fires. We've had the tree and the candle fires. Yeah. But the majority of the fires in the home start in your kitchen. Really? Yes. Okay. The overwhelming majority. So we, I mean, we see a lot of we see a lot of cooking fires. We see a lot of unattended unattended cooking. You might put something on a stovetop and stovetop and walk away. And then the phone rings, or someone's at the front door. Yes. Or you're going to play PlayStation. You know? Okay. It's stuff like that that can just divert your attention from where it needs to be. Uh, you know, might might have a small child in the house who's in the kitchen. You walk away for ten seconds, and they pull that burning pot of grease off the stove, and they could injure themselves, or they, they start a fire. Uh, we see that a lot, but uh, you know, with the natural trees, the real trees, and I'm a fan of those. Yeah, I, I have one, and uh, you know, it's pretty safe in my house because that thing is always tip top with water. Sure, keep got to keep it as keep that tree as moist as possible. You uh, see ch- chimney fires too at this time of year, or not that many? Not that many, and, and I'd have to say I think there's less people out there using chimneys or, or fireplaces than there used to be. Okay, uh, and I would like to think that more people are, you know using common sense and getting them cleaned regularly too okay. before they use them. So let's go back to this kitchen fire thing though. Uh, because again, this is the time of year when people are Christmas and new year's. That's a lot of, for a lot of people. That's like big eating time, right? It's a second, maybe only to Thanksgiving for a lot of families. This is where you get together and you make the traditional, whatever it is in your family. So what do people besides not leaving the stove unattended? What do you need to do? Do they need to have a smoke detector, fire uh, extinguisher? What do they need to have? You don't you don't have to have a fire extinguisher, but you should. It doesn't hurt. Uh, it, it can only benefit you. Smoke alarms. Uh, to me, this is a no brainer. And unfortunately, we run into a lot of people who just still don't have smoke alarms, uh, or if they have smoke alarms, they're cooking. Fifteen years here in the city of McKeesport, I've seen a number of fatalities that could have been prevented with working smoke alarms. So let's talk somebody through that. So they they the phone rang. Uh, kids were yelling in the kitchen, or the kids were yelling in the living room. They leave the kitchen. Fire breaks out on the stovetop. What do they need to do first? They can, if they would like, attempt to put the fire out. If okay. it's a small grease fire, okay, they can turn the heat off. They can put a cover over the uh, pot, attempt to extinguish it. Uh, obviously, if they're not comfortable doing that, we would obviously recommend evacuating the structure immediately. Don't stop for anything other than other people. Get yeah. everybody out of the house. Uh, immediately call nine one one. The quicker you call nine one one, the quicker we're there. The quicker the fire is going to go out, less should, damage should they, to your Should house. they hesitate? Because sometimes I hear people say, well, I didn't want to be embarrassed, or I didn't want to waste the fire department's time. I didn't want to that's bother why, people. That's why we're there. Okay. It, it doesn't matter if we're sitting in the middle of a meal. You, okay. you call us, we're coming. You don't need to be embarrassed. Uh, you know, We're more than happy to help. We want to help. If they do buy a fire extinguisher for the kitchen, what kind should they be looking for? Well, there's, there's a typical your ABC fire extinguisher, which pretty much covers all three types of your basic fires. Uh, there's also a K extinguisher, okay. which is K for kitchen. Oh, okay. So uh, that that's specifically geared towards cooking fires. Okay. Uh, but an ABC extinguisher 
small one typically will help. And that's something you can get the hardware store, home improvement store. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lowe's, busy Walmart. Beaver, Walmart. Yep. Pick them up anywhere. So let's let's address one more thing because this video made the rounds on social media, and that was the deep fried turkey catastrophe. And I actually, I think one of the local departments here, I think South Park or Bethel Park or one of them actually did a demonstration. Yes. Of that. And it was that actually a grease fire is what we were seeing or what were we seeing? There? No, that was a grease fire. Okay. That was a grease fire. And a lot of times we will see people drop a frozen turkey. Oh, Instead dear. of thawing it, they'll drop a, a frozen turkey into the grease. It's like a bomb going off, isn't it? Essentially, yes. Essentially, yes. So you've That's got this exactly hot boiling grease and now you have this ice cube mm-hmm. going into and it. And you're dropping it in and you get getting that chemical reaction and next thing you know you have flames 10 feet high. Uh, so, I mean, if you're going to deep fry a turkey, please thaw the turkey out first. Do or maybe it, do it outside. And do it outside away, from, away the from the house. Okay. Same thing as if you're grilling. If you're going to grill outside, do it away from your house because those catch on fire too. I have seen videos of people grilling on their porches. and I can drive around and look at people siding and see little little oh, waves no. from the heat where they've grilled up against their house. So Okay. And um, final words for somebody who's considering a career in the fire service or interested in the fire service? It is a very rewarding, satisfying job. You will not regret your decision one bit. Jeff Tomasic is chief of the McKeesport Fire Department. They are one of a relative handful of paid uh, full-time fire departments in Allegheny County. Um, You can find them at mckeesport-pa.gov. Chief, thank you so much for coming in this morning. Thank you, Jason. And Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. And Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to all of you here. And thanks so much for listening to Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 and 101.1 WZUM, the Pittsburgh Jazz Channel, Internet Radio, WMCK.FM, and TubeCityOnline.com. So long for now. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution, please visit our website at tubecityonline.com and click on the donate link. You can also get a free subscription to this program and other podcasts at our website using Apple's iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you've got a question or comment, we hope you'll write to us. Our address is Tube City Community Media Incorporated, P.O. Box 94, McKeesport, PA, 15134. You can email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com or call us at area code 412-614-9659. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at TubeCityOnline. Online.